Hello and welcome to Trading Movies. My name is Umar and today's episode is a little bit of a special one. We recorded our very first episode late last year and we never actually released it. And in light of the most recent Oscars and its sweep of all the awards, we thought we'd bring it back and show you what we think of everything, everywhere, all at once. Hope you enjoy it. It does not look good. What's happening? Everything, everywhere, all at once. What a movie that you recommended to me. So I think off the top, I should say, uh, the reason I didn't watch this movie in the theaters was because of that thing that happened. Have you heard of that thing that happened? Oh, yeah. that uh, uh, What was it? Pan- <laughs> pandemic? Yeah. yeah something. Yeah, anyways, that was, I heard that was a thing. Uh, haven't gone into work since. Anyways, that was the reason uh, I didn't end up watching this movie in the theaters. And then it came out on Amazon Prime. So naturally, I watched it last night with uh, with my wife. And wow. Uh, I I think the only thing I can say off the top is that felt like... 48 years of therapy in two hours and i'm not even 48 years old so that that was a lot it was a lot but it was brilliant absolutely like every shot of that movie was well thought out the plot even though it was kind of crazy at the end it made sense yeah and i feel like i came out of it a better person what did you think? yeah i mean that's the ultimate theme of the movie right where it's like they're gonna they're gonna put all these dimensions to it um, and a lot of that was um, like these physical dimensions that you had to get accustomed to. Well, I think the main thing about this movie was you had to buy into the director's vision um, in the way he wanted to present his themes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, their themes, because there's two themes. of them. Two yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. The, the yeah. Daniels, yeah. So you had to buy into their vision because they don't, they don't spend time in explanations, I find. Yeah, Not, well, you, you, well, we can get into it, right? Yeah. Like the plot of the movie, the first 30 minutes or first like 15 minutes is essentially like I'm a small business owner and yeah. I have an IRS audit and I'm in an immigrant household. And she, she has all these challenges. She has a, a husband who clearly there are some problems in the marriage, some issues with the father. And then, you know, you have a second generation immigrant daughter. So yes. all of these pressure points in the relationship and then on, add on top of that, you have a failing business uh, and an IRS audit. And then... Within, what was it, in the elevator ride up in the IRS building is where the whole kind of rules of yes. the universe get told. Yeah. And essentially, if we were to give a high-level summary of this movie, um, the main character, uh, Evelyn, she is essentially like an omnipotent force through the multiverse. And as a result, she is the key to solving um, the problem of there being another omnipotent force, which is her daughter. And yeah, there's a, there's a struggle between the two, and there's a conclusion at the end. But all of that to say, the rules of the whole universe get explained in about 30 seconds uh, in the elevator, and yeah. then that's it. That's, that, that, that's all you get. Yeah. But you, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. The, way, the way they show the graphics and everything of the like the doing the awkward thing to get the power or whatever, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And then they're, yeah, so they're, that 30 seconds of buy-in, and then you're just on for the ride. You're yeah. just on for the ride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the way that they like transitioned between each universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was really cool. It was, it they, they didn't do it in like an over the top way. Yeah, it was a very just, um, I would say, um, inert way that they showed. Well, they had a few universes that we like were concrete and we knew about, right? Yeah. So there was the one universe where she's like spitting the signs. There was yes. the hot dog universe. There was the movie star universe. Yeah. Um, 
and then and then there were other random ones that we like there was the rock universe where there are yes. two rocks and there's no, there's nothing there's the cartoon universe yeah right and, and then i found that like there was a few key ones where obviously she's drawing from like her martial arts powers come from that movie universe and obviously because of her life in that universe that's the one she most like closely attunes to she's rich she's famous yeah all the opposites of kind of what she has in her real yeah. life and that's why she's so um that she comes back to that one yeah. at least but i found particularly what we should talk about also is that the reason she's this omnipotent force is because she's the one who creates the technology in the original universe original, right yeah. so that's why she's so important but even that the, the the issues that were caused in that original universe were yeah. as a result of like generational trauma and and between the family yeah. and the immigrant kind of tension and that's also the same problems you see in the main universe and i thought i found that theme interesting where yeah. even though she had figured all this stuff out in this original universe she still suffered from the same issues of yes. the pressure and stuff yeah. like the same things that her father did to her yeah. she's then doing to, to her, her daughter, daughter. Yeah. yeah that so that was super potent the way yes. they did that it's yeah like incredible and it was cool how it took her it took her a while to then go into these universes and figure out what the exact issues were yeah um which were i guess which is the, essentially the climax of the movie i guess um when that happens which we can spoil <laughs> yeah if you're if you're listening to this two random dudes in ottawa ontario talk about this movie and you haven't seen it either you're i mean you're a great person or you're crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I thought... Uh, in gen- Wait, actually, we know what we should talk about. Why did you recommend this movie to me in the first place? Why did I recommend it? Because it was... Okay, this was one of the movies that I never really even heard of that was coming out. Yeah. So it kind of crept up on me. Mm-hmm. And then I remember seeing the title and I was like, what is this everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah. And then... Um, I, like, I didn't know about the directors. I didn't know about any previous work that they had done. Um, but I just knew that it was kind of this crazy theme movie. Yeah. And it's one of the ones that stood out to me over the course of 2022. Out of all the movies that have come out, it stood out. So then when I was thinking about giving you a movie, I thought, hey, I can give you, you know, the big ones. I can give you the Top Gun that's come out. I yeah, can yeah. give you, you know, the other, I can, I can, I can throw in like some big ones that came out this year, but I, I have a feeling that you probably, this crept up on you as well, this movie, and you haven't seen it. Yeah. So it absolutely crept up on me. I'd say yeah. like... There are a few, there are a few kind of like genres or creators who, if a movie comes out, like I always want to see them or I put them on my list. So like Christopher Nolan, if a yeah. movie comes out, I want to see it. A24, same kind of thing. Yeah. Whenever A24 produces a movie or like, or it's like part of like a partner, I always, I'm always interested in it because yeah. I always find they, like, it's just interesting. They make interesting movies. Yeah. And when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I, I thought oh my god, they're doing this in the same year as a Doctor Strange movie about the multiverse. Like, there's yes. no way that the budget's going to be at the same level. Like, how are they going to do this? And then I saw both, obviously, and I'm like, wow, I think they just blew everything Marvel has done about the multiverse, like, out of the water. Yeah. The, the, obviously, I know it's a different concept and it's a different, it's a different story, but the way it was accessible... Right, it felt like you didn't need to watch twenty movies beforehand. Right, exactly. the way it was like boom, yeah. right there. That that I found so so. I was just like, I'll bring me back into this world, kind of like yeah. even though you don't. That's a, it's a closed loop. You don't need to go back. Yeah. I just found it like I I want I want more almost. Yeah, but another reason why I recommend it to you is because it's a brave movie. It is. Yeah, it's not a movie that like they, they take positions. They take know? positions yeah. and they present it in a very out of the box way. Um. 
so I like for that reason I thought okay like you know we've seen lots of different things in Marvel movies yeah sure. yeah but we know what we're going to see when we see a Marvel movie and but throughout a year when a movie comes out like this it's not a mainstream superhero film it doesn't have these big actors that maybe uh, we're aware of it's not even by like I mean I, I don't know how popular these directors even are actually generally this but, is so they, yeah. they had one movie before yeah. Daniel's uh, we should say it's uh, it's Daniel Kwan and da- Daniel Shiner so yeah they're two dudes uh, they've they've done like music videos before like they did, they did the turn down for what music video in 2013 um, and then their previous movie was was Swiss Army Man which I haven't seen before uh, and then they had everything everywhere all at once so yeah. Swiss Army Man was in 2016 so this is what yeah a few six years, years yeah, yeah six years after so clearly they've been working on this and so i had read some uh interviews of them and I, i've heard them on a couple of podcasts and they have thought of this concept for at least the last 10 years yeah. like 10 12 years and they were also super super apprehensive because like i said um you know there was just a doctor strange movie about the same concept mm-hmm. and then like rick and morty that's all they do is like multiverse stuff and yeah. like going through portals and all that stuff so they were they were kind of like oh crap like, we have, like, not even a th- half of this budget. You know, no yeah. one knows us. We're not part of, like, a massive... We don't have a massive fan base. Yeah. And we have to kind of kind of execute on this idea. But they clearly did. did. You know, the whole idea of the everything bagel. And, like... <laughs> the everything like, bagel, yeah. Like, what did that... For me, I was like, does that symbolize, like, suicide? Like, what does that symbol... I, I, I feel like I need to read a philosophy textbook because it was so... It was it, so... It, doesn't, it, doesn't it symbolize... I feel like it symbolizes acceptance. That's what yeah. I thought it did. Like accepting yeah. that. Like that's that's essentially what it symbolizes. I, I think I, what what I thought it symbol symbolized was like accepting that there is a certain lack of control on your life and that you need to accept that right yeah. that that acceptance and that things yeah. are just gonna happen right and yeah. that you need to be able to kind of roll with the punches, ride the wave kind of thing exactly and just yeah expect that to be normal. Uh, but this movie puts them like on the map. I, I, I mean, think I, so. I think so, but I also wonder if they're the kind of people who who are really deliberate about the films that they make. So, like, I, I, it, seem, it says here, like, on the Wikipedia, like, as of 2022, the Daniels have signed a first-look TV deal with A24. They also signed a five-year film deal with Universal Pictures. So, clearly, if they have a movie or a TV idea, they have an avenue to get it made now. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter. So, obviously, they're going to be on the list now of, like, whatever they make next. People are going to look for it. I think we are going to look We're going to look for yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely, we are. So in terms of getting back to the movie, um, there was two movies I thought of particularly when I thought about this. Like, after I watched this movie, I was like, okay, this reminds me of The Matrix, first of all. Yeah. Um, just the whole idea of her getting, like, the download of the whole new universe, and then she's, like, a god in that universe. Yeah. Like, like you know, just absolutely yeah. massacres it. Um, and then the other movie I kind of thought of was... Uh, oh, what was it? A little... So, I guess it's not a direct comparison, but for some reason it reminded me of Kill Bill. I, I, I can't tell you why. I can't tell you what what real what real reasons it reminded me of Kill Bill, but I think the closest the closest rationale I can give for this decision, it's just a, it's just a feeling I have, is the realism. I found the action was yeah. realistic. The whole, like, there was one line that, uh, what's her name, said, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's like, did you staple my head? And I was like, I just just something I think yeah. like that would say in a Tarantino movie, right? Like, after she comes out of her, like, yeah. her, her her spell or whatever. So, what in terms of, like, did this, when you watch this movie, did it remind you of any Well, I see, movies? I see the Kill Bill comparison also in the way of, like, 
you know, a woman finding harmony. Yeah. So that kind of, that connection. Yeah. Um, what did it remind me of? Oh. Like fulfilling her mission. Fulfilling her mission. Yeah. 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 Her ultimate goal. It's very different missions, but... Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely different missions. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, yeah. Um, what are, did, did I, I... This... I can't think... Say it reminded me of anything specifically. Yeah. Because I found it so different. It's so different. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. I mean... I have to give that some thought. Yeah. What it reminds me of. But yeah, I don't... On the outset, I was like, this is on its own, just its own thing. It's so different. So maybe we should talk about the... The performances that yeah. in the movie. So obviously, it's headlined by Michelle Yeoh, yeah. who well, just like what do we need to say about her? Just absolutely, it's perfection, honestly, f- fantastic in yeah. the movie. We know that she's an amazing martial artist, and I think she also, which is this is going to sound kind of like rude, considering the amount of movies she's made, both in Hong Kong and, and in in North America. But I feel like people really got paid attention to her after Shang Chi, like her her role in that. Yeah, because um, I, I I believe she's like the what did she play the aunt in that? I think so. Um, yeah, she plays. Yeah, she plays the aunt where she trains like Shang Chi back in like the whatever the realm is. Yeah, whatever, right? yeah, yeah. And I, I found that like a lot of people were like, "Oh man, yo, this, this woman's crazy." <laughs> Who would have thought? And meanwhile, it's like, yeah, she's been making movies for like forty years. Dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I found her performance. Um, honestly, I, like I feel like she deserves. Yeah, recognition. She does. She does recognition. It, it's the the best performance of the movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just yeah, I, I like I love the realism in her performance. She could, of... she could play like every aspect on a spectrum, yeah. right? Like the whole like what we were talking about before. It's like a movie star, film, or yeah. like or sorry, like uh, sign flipper, and yeah. also like small business owner, and also like she really. Like it looks like each of those characters are lived in, and, and she shows real. the vulnerability of each character really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole conversation with yeah. her and her, I guess in that world it's like her ex lover when they're movie stars, mm, and he's yeah. like a rich millionaire. Yeah, and that whole conversation it felt like that was like a whole other movie I'd watch yeah. about this drama about this love that never existed. Never, yeah, you yeah. know that that was, but that shows the depth of the movie, right? It yeah. was just so so well thought out, and it felt like each of those characters. It feels like the Daniels had, like, a breakdown of each of those characters and, like, what their favorite foods are and what movies they made and, like, everything, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's fully thought out. Yeah, very much. Um, I gotta say, so, um, Waymond, who was uh, played by... Ke Hoi Kwan. Ke Hoi Kwan. Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, at the, at the beginning, okay. the way he was... I mean, I, 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 liked, I liked him as a character. Uh-huh. Um, I was just, I was trying to figure it out at the beginning. Like, why, like, why does he talk the way he talks? Why does, uh-huh, <laughs> why, uh-huh, why does uh-huh. he, you know, and then all of a sudden in the elevator, he shows up as this, like, even before, the, there was a scene before the elevator. In the, in the security camera. In the security camera. Like, he's like he doing his, something. like, yeah. commando moves, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, okay, something's up with this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but leading, up, leading up to the elevator and stuff, I was like, I don't, I didn't know how to, how I felt about, like, his specific like, so I thought what he was doing in that scene was he was writing the instructions down. Because yeah. he, I don't think he writes it down in the elevator, does he? Like, like I thought that's what he was writing at the back of the divorce papers. Yeah. That's what he was doing in the laundromat. So then he has it to show her when they're in the elevator. In the elevator. That's okay. what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, so so Kehe Kwan, the crazy thing about him is uh, obviously he 
was famous as a child actor because of his role in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And then in the movie The Goonies, he plays Data, who mm. I don't know if you've seen The Goonies, but no. he um, is a very comedic comedic role. He has all these gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then after that, uh, like he didn't really have get many film roles. He, he said he got typecast, kind of like very like racist roles. Yeah. Um, so he went to kind of um, he kind of quit acting and he went to directing. And then, so I read this in a in an article, and then I heard it on a podcast as well. This anecdote, but he saw um, Crazy Rich Asians, no. and he was like, like he'd been in the industry, and he's like, it made him want to come back because he's like, the industry's changed, right? And like yeah. Asians can get representation more than just being like, haha, funny guy who's yeah. good at math kind of thing. Yeah. So that's his first audition back was for this movie, and oh, then he got this. And he movie. got this movie. Yeah, and. I found that, like, I know you said Michelle Yeoh was, like, MVP, and I think we'll get to the awards, but I think he, he also, like, his one monologue that he had about, like, being good, and, like, yeah. that's that's the way he fights, yeah. I found that to be, I, I felt like that was, like, the backbone of the movie, kind of, right? Like, that's the ultimately, yeah. like, that's what changes the yeah. whole arc of the movie, is him having that monologue, and that's what... Uh, Evelyn Michelle Yeoh's character kind of takes it, right? Takes, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's awesome. I found. But yeah, his yeah. voice was very, shall we say, distinct. Distinct in the movie <laughs> at the beginning. But yeah, you get like he's a very he's a very good character. Yeah, yeah. and and his his death scene uh, <laughs> was like like um when like his, he's in the alpha verse or whatever, and yeah. he, he dies and like he's in her arms, and I was like. It's so, like, you're like, oh, it's so dramatic. And then he comes back, and you're like, it's the other character. And you're like, what the hell? Like, the ups and downs of this movie, like... Yeah, it's all over the My place, heart rate right? can't take this. You know? Even when she is, she dies as well, right? In, um, in the first... Yeah, yeah. In the first little bit there. She dies in the movie, in, in one of the universes. But in terms of, like, other actors, uh, I found um, the grandfather, Gong Gong. Uh, it's, I believe that's Harry Shum Jr., who, if you've watched, like, any 90s, like, Hong Kong movies... Oh no! That Harry Shum Jr. Sorry, is the uh, he was the raccoon guy. <laughs> Do you remember that where it's like Ratatouille but with a raccoon? Oh no, I haven't seen that. I don't think. No, you, no, no! In the movie, in Everything Ever All at Once, remember one of the worlds where she's a chef. Oh, she's, she's a chef. Okay, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, yeah. Uh, and it's like the raccoon Ratatouille. Uh, no, it was sorry. It was James Hong. But like, if you've seen any like eighties, nineties Hong Kong movie. He's he's in those a lot and well comes in some of them and then he also the one the way I knew him was uh, through the Jackie Chan adventures I don't know if you've ever seen that no it's a it's an it's an animated show and he's the voice of character on it and that's that's actually how I <laughs> I got first introduced to him and then also he plays uh, I believe Mr Ping on Kung Fu Panda which is the dad of the panda. Of, oh, okay. Of, he plays of, that. He plays the dad. Yeah, the guy with the noodle shop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. He 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 used to come in a lot of movies. Like he's, I feel like he's been acting since the fifties. So he's legendary. Yeah. All that to say, much uh, kind of like one of those guys who, when you're in a movie, he you he's like a that guy. You're like, I know I've seen you somewhere before. I just don't know your name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he was and Jamie Lee Curtis was pretty awesome as well. I thought. Who did he play again? Jamie Lee Curtis played. She played the uh, the tax lady. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was quite good. Um, who else did you like in the movie? I liked. Uh, I liked the, her daughter. I liked. Um, Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie Hugh. I thought. I mean, she has a she has a pretty big role to play, especially towards the second half of the movie. Yeah, like towards the end of it, anyway, any uh, specifically. Um, 
but I liked I, I liked the way she played it. Uh, I liked I, I liked her. I mean, her, I thought her character. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I'm thinking more in terms of the character. Like I, I liked the character in terms of yeah the characterization yeah the characterization or the, and the way, itself and, yeah. yeah and then but also because the character I thought was really important to the movie yeah so she stands out even though her role wasn't as massive well the one thing I will say yeah it's true it's yeah. kind of like less is more right yeah, they, yeah. They, you don't spend exactly. a lot of time with her but yeah. like I loved how her outfits were always just like absolutely crazy yes. through the whole movie it would be like <laughs> just nuts yeah and also like her fight scenes were incredible because yeah. it was it was the whole idea was that she's like omnipotent and she has powers that like she can control reality right yeah so her, all of her fight scenes were just her like i'm gonna turn you into confetti and you're gonna be a bubble and like that was super super creative and, yeah. and in terms of when you compare it to other other movies that have greater budgets and then you know what kind of creative creativity goes on in those movies and yeah. what they do with more of a limited budget here it's really, really impressive. Yeah. And we should say, um, we keep talking about the budget. This film's uh, apparent budget, according to the Holy Grail of Wikipedia, was $25 million bucks, which... It's not much at all. That's like that's not even like an all-star shooting guard in the NBA yeah. at this point. So that's... And I, I, it's it's made $100 million so far. I expect that's probably more by now. Um, probably going to make quite a bit in box office. And... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if in the back end, like, it makes a lot of money, too, from, yeah. like, people buying it and stuff like that. Because it's it's one of those movies that I could see some people rewatching it because it's really fundamental, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those movies where if you rewatch it again, you'll catch stuff you missed. Yeah, I, you, you'll understand it more. That's you'll what, that's what I thought, too. It, yeah. That's why it reminded me of, like, a, a Nolan a movie. Nolan movie. Yeah, like yeah. Inception. Where, like, it's, well, sometimes Inception's also, like... Do I not understand it anymore? But, <laughs> yeah. but this movie, I, I have a feeling it's a lot more thought out. Yes. Because I should say, I've only seen it once. I watched it last night. So it's still very fresh in my mind. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, I would actually, I would like to watch it. Yeah. yeah. So any other thoughts on, uh, on everything, everywhere, all at once? I would say... I would say it's definitely 2022's biggest surprises yeah or one of them anyway uh-huh. um and it's definitely one that i think everyone should give a shot at least once um, j- just i mean on the concept itself um is intriguing but also like how it's effectively done yeah, which is why it, yeah. how it's delivered which is why like it's gonna entertain you it's gonna move you um it's gonna it's gonna give you the feels um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say it's gonna give you the feels for sure, um, and a movie that connects, you know, an aspect of entertainment, um, you know, whether it's uh, over the top action, whether it's uh, just a lot of craziness going on on screen and a lot of different things happening, but is able to successfully, con- you know, bring that together with a set of emotions. Yeah, is something that it's pretty special to watch yeah and we should we should say don't don't just take it for from us like even if you look at the like rotten tomatoes and imdb which which as a podcast we do not recommend using um yeah as your as your parameters <laughs> as your pro- <laughs> uh but like it, this movie has like a 95 percent on tomato meter and the audience score is 89 percent which like getting anyone to agree on 89 percent in favor of something is impossible easy. so that should tell you as much and then like on imdb it's 8.1 
Yeah. So pretty, pretty decent uh, overall when you consider consider that those places are usually pretty toxic. Yeah. Even more toxic when it's a woman leading a movie. It's yeah. just like they hate that. <laughs> the internet does not like that. And also, like, I was obviously, you know, I watched the movie. Um, I, so I trolled Reddit for anything about it. And all of Reddit seems to enjoy it. All of Reddit. I speak for every person on the on Reddit and on the internet. They like the movie. They like the movie. So not a single bad review. No, not a single <laughs> negative review. But yeah, I, I would just say it's uh it has like I haven't really seen much like negative criticism about it. It is a long movie. It's 140 yes. minutes, so like don't be drinking lots of water, uh, if you're one of those people who, you know, has a small bladder. But also like it it's I, I would say it's one of those movies where put your phone down. Definitely, like, not something you want to be, like, you know, cooking dinner while you watch it. Like, yeah. give it your full attention. There are movies like that. We will talk about those movies. But this is one that you want to be absolutely locked in for. Because oh, sure. every every scene it's has important. something, like, unique. Like, we haven't even talked about the hot dog world. Like, yeah. that's a whole <laughs> random-ass world yeah. where two antagonists, or, no, yeah, two, two, two characters who, like, hate each other are lovers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, the most random evolutionary change, which they explain yeah. when they show, like, one ape with the hot dog fingers killing the other <laughs> ape. Yeah. And, and you're just, like, you know, someone was in a... There's a whiteboard somewhere, and it just says, like, hot dog finger world. Yeah. And they clearly had this... It's, it's incredible. Um, but let's... Where uh, these thoughts come from? I mean, probably drugs, <laughs> I would yes. assume. Uh, large amounts of those. Uh, so let's let's get to our, uh, our awards. Uh, okay. So, so we, we usually, we're going to give out a couple of awards for every movie that we trade. Um, so, Omar, who's your MVP? I mean, it's hard not to give the MVP to Evelyn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh's character. Okay, yeah. so so here's why you have to give her the MVP. Uh, she kicks ass the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. In, but but not in a, in a literal way and in every other way also. Yeah. 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 Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. It's there. The... The realism portrayed in every, like, when she's doing the unrealistic stuff, the realism portrayed in that itself. Is... Yeah, we should also say that as the children of immigrants, we also feel a certain way yeah. to a parent <laughs> yes, yes, coming exactly. to that realization, Especially right? Especially her, her, you know, I mean, a big, a big theme in this movie is her, you know, her projected acceptance of her daughter. Yes. But also... You know, portraying that to her father. Her father, which obviously, which is not something the same thing, that yeah. her and her daughter can't seem to agree on. Yeah, yeah. and it's a, it's an overarching theme in the entire movie. Yeah, um, so like that's a very you know it's it's very relatable in terms of that's it's in terms of how the family dynamic works in these cultures. But we should say also it's relatable, and also I love the fact that when she does do that to Gong Gong, like she does introduce Evelyn's yeah. girlfriend as the girlfriend. Or it's not Evelyn's girlfriend. Uh, what's her name? Joy's girlfriend. Joy's girlfriend, yeah. Joy's like, what the... F like, <laughs> I understand that you're getting your stuff, like, you're figuring your shit out, but that doesn't mean you throw me to the... Like, yeah, yeah. you know, do it out of the goodness of your heart, not because you're mad at your dad, yes. right? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. so yeah. that was something where it's like, they could have tied it up with a neat bow, but yeah. that was so realistic was, as well. Yeah. And obviously, at the end, they do have a conclusion that's happy. Yeah. But just having that, yeah. I thought was super, super... Uh, just valuable. It was clearly yeah. a lived-in experience that came from somewhere real. Obviously, it's not a direct yeah. experience, but there were kernels there that you can tell. Was... It's something that you see often in your own lives. Exactly. Yeah. And you know that it came from somewhere real for it's the writers. Real. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Okay, so your MVP was Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, yeah, Evelyn. I would say that that is unanimous for me as well. Yeah. Um, Who was your most efficient? So uh, we're going to be calling this the Steph Curry Award. Uh, What we mean by this is person probably had, like, the least amount of screen time, but in that screen, not the least, like, out of all the characters, but, like, relative to the main characters, but in that screen time, they were, you know, the most bang, the most memorable and I think the example we gave of this was from Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, who's the example, Omar? Matthew um, McConaughey from Wolf of Wall Street. Exactly. Played, um, I don't know. Did, did they ever mention his character's Mark name? Hanna. Mark Hanna. Mark Hanna. Okay. <laughs> the guy who convinced me yeah. to, like, I don't know, cheat people. Yeah. Uh, give the guy who convinces you to bump your chest and <laughs> yeah. hum. Run through a wall, yeah. you mean? <laughs> they, play that, they play that at, like... You know, like, in the fourth quarter of basketball yeah, yeah. games, like, last two minutes, they do that. Like, and the whole fans, like, the, all the fans are, like, bumping their chest. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of that's what we mean by, like, you know, he just comes in, splash in the pan, boom, sizzle, sizzle, and then out of the movie. Who do you think that was in this movie? I think this is, I don't, I don't know if it's a tie yet or not, but it's very, I think you have to choose between Gong Gong and Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I may lean, see, I, I liked, well... I may lean towards Gong Gong. Yeah. Just because of um, the, the, pre- the, again, the cultural presence he brings to the movie. Yes. That's, that's a really good, that's a really good point. And we should add that, like, as like a, as like a industry stalwart for the last 70 years, having a movie that's this forward looking, even Jamie Lee Curtis, who's been in the movies for the last like 40 years as well. Yeah. Probably a little less than that. Um, it, it, sh- it says something, right? It's like, like we're, this is a completely new kind of movie and we have these people who have been in the movies for so long who are kind of shepherding this forward. Even Michelle Yeoh, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would have to agree. I would say Gong Gong, played by James Ong, is probably uh, my Steph Curry Award winner. He doesn't have very many roles, but I thought even his um, his characterization, like the way his, like, uh, his wheelchair is like computerized <laughs> and stuff, and then at the yeah. end he has like a robotic one. Yeah. And then... I found like one the one part that I loved was you know when they're pulling Joy back from out of the bagel, yeah, and then you have Joy's mom and her dad and her grandpa, like yes. the whole family coming to help. Yes, I thought that was uh, that was really cool. And actually, I should say one thing about the bagel. I don't know if you noticed this, but you know when she puts the googly eye on her forehead? Yeah. Did you notice that the googly eye is the inverse of the bagel? I did not notice that. Because the bagel is a black like yeah, circle yeah. right with white in the middle but the googly eye is white so it's kind of like yin and yeah, okay. yang right yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. that i saw that on i believe it was a reddit comment and i was like i'm gonna drop this on the podcast yeah <laughs> so smart <laughs> oh my god it's but crazy. it's so uh yeah i mean his see his, his character is so um memorable it's it, because of his like see that scene you mentioned where he's part of the family pulling joy back out yeah you know, um, like with it, just again, the it, it shows culture. I found even even like we don't we don't see a lot of him. Yeah, and that scene of him and uh, and Evelyn uh, when Evelyn is leaving, uh, I think it's Hong Kong or China, when she's leaving China uh, to go with uh, her now husband to America. You don't see a lot of that scene. You only see that, and then you see him saying like don't run as fast, right? Yeah. You don't see very many scenes. Yeah. But you understand the pressure, mm. the expectations that he had on her. And I found yeah. one of those, like another, like just a throwaway moment is when she gets like reborn 
and like she comes out of her mother's like womb and then they they're like we're sorry it's a daughter and you see the disappointment on his face and it's like yeah oh my gosh it's like literally from birth she's had this weight on her shoulders right and then she finally snaps yeah in this movie and you see the reaction to all of it and but it's, it's also why i put joy like up there in terms of like picking between the two yeah as yeah. a step, only because you have the mixture of two different mindsets coming together. Yeah. Because you have like a second generation, first generation who's lived, who's born and raised in the West. Yeah. And then you have an elder who's mm-hmm. very traditional. And how do those people who live in the same family, how do they coexist? Coexist. Yeah. And with a mother who's dealing with both on each side. And on top of that, a divorce. And on top of that, with a divorce. Yeah. But how does it coexist? It's like that, okay, that respect or that fear or that yeah, the, uh, yeah. of your elder, of, yeah. you know, and compared to, hey, well, why can't I be happy and do mm-hmm. what I want? That kind of thing, right? Yeah. But all the, that's the entire overarching theme of the movie. And amazing thing is, is, like, they don't they don't really solve it either. No, like, they don't. It's, it's something that's like them understanding that this is an issue yes. is enough for us as an audience to be satiated. It's like, yeah. they don't need to get into all of the details. Yeah. It's just about that. If there is one thing I will say is if, if we did have a best outfit award, it would definitely be Joy because, <laughs> man, her fits were yeah. off the chain and this... Every everything she wore was just madness. Yes. It was like it was just like clearly I would have to go to her. I don't give a F energy <laughs> through the whole thing. She looked like an NBA player in like coming through like the tunnel before the game. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> it's like it's like, yes, it's Gucci, but you're still wearing a garbage bag. Like, you know? Like, what do you think? The lady got the meat dress. Exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> so for, for most efficient, I would say mine was between Gong Gong, um, like we said, uh, like Omar said, played uh, by James Hong, and also Ki Hui Kwan. But I feel like he's in the movie too much for for us to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as what was his name? What? Wait, uh, Waden. Wait, no, not Waden. Sorry. Uh, um. Wait, who? Which actor are we talking about? Uh, Kwan, um, her husband. Uh, Wayman. Wait, wait, Wayman. Wayman. I was like, Wayman. I don't know why yeah. it, that Wayman. threw me off. Wayman. Wayman. Yeah, yeah. It's like it sounds like uh, when you have like he's, a lisp and you yeah, can't yeah. say Wayman. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. say you can't say R. Wayman. <laughs> Wait, um, but yeah, I feel like he's in the movie too much, so we can't give it to him. He's not. He he, he wouldn't be cast as efficient. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a main. He's, just, he's a main character. He's just in the movie too much. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, the last award. So we're MVP, and then the most efficient, or the Steph Curry award, and then the final one is our favorite sequence or the best sequence. Um, what, in your opinion, is the best sequence of this movie? Okay, so I can pick, like, a huge one? Yeah, this, we should say, this is a hard thing to do because this yeah. movie is essentially, like, just, like, nine big sequences. Yes. <laughs> like, but, but, yeah, what do, you, what do you think? But I loved in the IRS when Waymond first started. Ah, oh, oh, that was going to pick that. That's such a good moment. <laughs> yeah. With the fanny pack. Yes, with the fanny pack. Bro, <laughs> When this mess, when he when he just when he just like when goes he eats, full out with the police, when he officer, eats the chapstick, yeah, when he eats the chapstick. And so at that point, you don't you don't yet know that yeah. like you have to do something like statistically improbable yes. to get the power. Yeah. So you're like, what the f is this guy doing? And he just ate the full out chapstick, and yeah. you're like, oh, he ate the chapstick, and then he just went beast mode on them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I, I love that scene. I, I know there's so much. That's like in the first half hour. I don't know. Is that in the first yeah. half hour? Yeah, that's in the first it's half hour. It's also great. Like, we haven't talked about this, but the whole movie takes place at the IRS. It's yeah. It's like in the IRS building. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> so that, that is a great, yeah. uh, great, great one. My favorite sequence in terms of, like, I'm an action guy, I love when Evelyn does the 
verse jumping thing and she yeah. gets the powers of the lady who can spin the uh the pizza sign yeah the creativity in using that random innocuous skill of being able to like flip a pizza sign yeah into combat was amazingly done yeah like the way the choreography of that it really shows like michelle yo's spectrum of talent as an actress yeah like obviously we know that she is a martial arts like fiend and we know that she can kick anyone's ass but to have it choreographed in that way yeah. and to like just pull random skills like that yeah. was so uh it was just so perfect it, yes. it just it just really hit because it was like you could you could have like they could have gone the easy way out and been like okay in this world you're an assassin and like you know yeah you you're sick with guns and you can just shoot everyone in yeah. the face and it's like okay congrats you're jason Bourne. Yeah. but it's like it's oh no in done. this world it's still a crappy world like you work at a pizza place yeah. you know like it's not a great life but yeah. But you have one skill that in this situation can help you. Yeah. Like, that whole concept, that could be a whole TV show. Yeah, Like, straight up. Yeah. Just, like, a whole TV show. It could. And, I mean, when it comes to even sequences, those are the two, like, those are two of some of the more, like, action yeah, sequences. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can talk about monologues in the movie. You can talk about... Well, Kahui Kwan's monologue, yeah. as Waymond, when he talks about, like, being nice and how that's, that's oh, how yeah. he fights, that's how that he fights, might be, yeah. like, the most... I think we were talking about those before we started recording. That might be, like, the thesis of the whole movie, yes. right? Like, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. If you look at the world through that lens, then suddenly you're more, at least for the movie, happier. And yeah. you're not as angry, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. Not so yeah, there's, there's those, oh, there's, you know, the sequence where they're pulling Joy back. You know, like, you know, there's, like... Yeah, this movie, this movie is, like, a... It's like a kaleidoscope of sequences. Exactly. There's so There's a lot you can stuff. choose from, and that's the cool thing that everyone's going to have their picks. Of uh, There's so many sequences, everyone's going to have, you know, different opinions. Yeah, and, and we should say, yeah. like, they do a lot of creative stuff, like, when uh, when she's a movie star in that move, in that in that sequence, they use actual clips of Michelle Yeoh on the red carpet. That's yeah, amazing, it's pretty cool. right? Like, that's yeah. so cool. But, but this is one of those movies where, like, five years, ten years down the road, we're going to see so many YouTube like essays about this is why this movie is this is why this movie changed the world like this yeah. is why because there's so much to nitpick about it and there's so much to look into and there's yeah. so much to analyze and like that googly eye thing they mentioned yeah. googly eyes at the beginning of the movie We're like no more googly eyes and, and then, then she uses that as a symbol yes. and then you don't realize the whole universe of the bagel thing but it's one of those symbolism things where they clearly knew the daniels clearly knew the whole time yeah but you know, so we just read an innocuous comment on Reddit or watch a YouTube video, and then it opens then up a whole exactly. new way to look at the movie. Yeah. I, feel like I wonder if we're going to see any inspiration from this movie, too, in terms of future projects. Yeah, I, I should say there's a, one of my favorite movie podcasts. It's called The Big Picture. They That's what they said. They're like, I cannot wait to see the people who are inspired by this movie. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because it, it they didn't have to make... It's amazing. They didn't have to stick to one world. They yeah. made like a thousand worlds, yeah. and like and they broke every rule. Every, yeah. every single rule of movie making. Yes. And they're just like, no. Yeah, this is yeah, this is what we're doing, and it's gonna inspire a lot. I think it's gonna inspire a whole genre of filmmaking. I don't even know what you would call this. I don't know what you'd call it's it. It's not sci-fi. It's not martial arts. It's like comedy, but it's also drama. It's like a. It's like a masala movie, but it's a make. It's, it's honestly that's a great that's a great 
That's what it is. You're just you're just missing a you're just missing a dance sequence. It's it's really. a, it's a it's a as you would call it in Bollywood a masala movie. Yeah, you just yeah. you're just missing the musical aspect yeah. of it. But other than that, it has yeah. literally everything else. For those who don't know what masala means, masala means like um, it's a well, spice. It's a spice. So when we call a, a movie a masala movie, meaning it has a little bit of everything, you've got. Yeah, ma- comedy, but the masala drama, itself is masala. made from a bunch of different spices yes, to make masala. Exactly. So that's why it's like a little bit of everything. It's yeah, a masala movie. Exactly. So um, that, I, I feel like that characterizes it. Although in, in terms of quality, it supersedes the typical masala. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I would concur with that. I'm just looking at Wikipedia and it's called... The, this is what the entry is. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a 2022 American absurdist comedy drama film. I feel like that's... Absurdist is the proper word there. That's accurate. The New York Times also calls it a swirl of genre anarchy, which, again, I would agree, because it's got, like, fantasy, animation. It's got, like, everything. Um, so we're, what, nearing on 40 minutes on this podcast. Do you have anything else to say about So actually, yeah, talk, going back to what this movie reminds me of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have an idea? I have an idea. What and is it? I, and the reason I'm bringing this one up is because... This is one movie I think a lot of people... It, it's gotten so much popularity because the director is massive. Not not this... I'm, I'm talking about the movie I'm thinking about. Okay. Um, so it's gotten a lot of popularity because the director is massive. It's um, very over-the-top uh, with a very um, innocent story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's RRR. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now... now for people who haven't seen RRR... We'll, we'll talk about it in the podcast. Because <laughs> we'll, I have... Uh, I have uh, Put it this way. It will be discussed at a future date. Yes. It will be. Yeah. But uh, have you seen it yet? No. Okay. That's, no. okay. <laughs> that's why. So, now, RRR is like very over the top, right? But that's, that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be this over the top action with a very... Uh, and you know, there's not this multiverse concept or nothing like that, obviously, right? It's but it's a very uh, simple yet, you know, heart crunching story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's surrounded by a lot just of like fantasy, yeah, and, and like craziness <laughs> and over the top, unbelievable stuff. So that's on my list of, uh, of yeah. films to watch. But I yeah. assumed you you've already given it to me for homework, uh, so don't worry, yes. I will I will get to that. Um, you know what I just read? This is uh this has surpassed everything ever all at once has surpassed uh hereditary as A twenty four's uh highest grossing film. Highest grossing film. Hereditary it's not is, surprising to me. Well because horror movies are pretty cheap to make, right? Yes. Relative to like a movie like this. Like how much did hereditary cost even? Ten million bucks. And they made eighty million. Yeah, That's but like in, in terms of like uh, what does a horror movie typically average when it comes to gross uh, oh yeah box it, office. it's not it's it's a hard genre to um to make like to you know, execute unless it. you're coming yeah. out with like the well, next unless exorcist you're, unless you're blumhouse blumhouse well, yeah, is like yeah. the only ones who you can pretty much be like okay if blumhouse makes it it's probably going to be good but other than that it's really really hard to to execute in horror movies and but but the reason why it's you see so many is because like it's the budget the budget it's just you just don't need the same Right. Yeah. And you can take creative like found footage and stuff like that, which is just I think it just makes this movie all the more impressive. Right. Yeah. So I think high level conclusions, Omar. What are your thoughts on this movie? It's a A one. <laughs> First class. <laughs> First class. <laughs> it's uh, it's a movie to watch with you know, 
get the family together, put this on, make some popcorn. Yeah, save on therapy. Just watch those. Yeah, yeah, and just watch it as a family and enjoy it. Honestly, it's it's just it's a ride. You got to get on the ride. It, yeah, this movie's a ride, and it's gonna it's gonna take you everywhere. It's gonna make you feel. It's gonna make you enjoy. It's gonna make you laugh. It's gonna make you wonder. It's gonna make you. Uh, it's gonna entertain you, and then you can uh, come up with your own conclusions on who wins the Steph Curry Award, who is the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please think about the Steph Curry Award as you watch this movie. Yeah. Um, I would say the same. Uh, this was, a, like, obviously I I read a lot about the hype going into this, but I managed to avoid spoilers, so it was a really 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 impressive movie like just imagining how they made it how they wrote it how they storyboarded it how they thought about all of the different things that they saw it was incredible to to see a final kind of piece of art that was so well so well thought out um so your rating out of five stars would be probably like a four and a half yeah I'd, I'd, I'd probably, i would I'd... say the only place i would give it some some negative like the only reason it's not perfect is I would say it's a little long. Yes. Like, it is, it's it's a little... But then again, it's also, like, everything in that movie is, has a value, so I don't know what you'd cut, yeah. but it is still... It's a bit lengthy, but at the same long. time, it... See, look, there's... You, you, can't, you can't look back at it... Like, can you look back at it and think, hey, this... They could have removed this and it wasn't that entertaining. Or no, exactly. That that's what I mean. Right? Yeah. That's why I can't even, like... I, can't I think... Because I, I think, you know, from the... Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of times you'll see a movie and you'll be like, oh, the first half hour, a lot of that could have been gone. It was too much build up or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but in this one, it starts right at the point. Exactly. It starts right at the point and it... And it, and it it, it just goes. So it's tough, I, to, it's tough to look back and be like, oh, that should have been I can't, out. I can't, yeah. even, I can't even like edit yeah. it if I wanted to. Um, um, and I think, I think you know, I think we're in this culture right now where like, you know, like for, like the new Batman came out last uh, this year. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's good, but it's too long. Oh, it's good, but it's too long. And like, I don't, like, I didn't, I never sat through that movie thinking this is too long. Yeah, that one I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think yeah, it was too long. Yeah, but that was, I think that was a general, you know, Consensus of yeah uh, in terms of a critique of the movie where oh the runtime is too long the to be to be honest long. we're really being nitpicky when we say it's too long yeah like this movie is pretty much perfect like exactly. we didn't even talk about the yeah. music in this movie but the music it also hits like every yes beat, you know? yeah yeah like, the soundtrack it, it really hits every beat and uh, maybe we'll talk about that more for future movies but I would say overall I can't really. I don't really have anything to criticize, man. Like, it's I think just I'm in a, agreement with the uh, I would the four star movie. Yeah, yeah, I would say like maybe like the length, but again, we don't know what we would cut even if we were to cut anything. So, all of that to say, I think the Daniels are both two people that Omar and I are going to be looking out for for whatever they make next, whether yeah. it's on TV or, or film. And uh, and yeah, we just just love this movie. 